Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. Have you been looking for a place to network with other creative real estate investors and to learn from different creative real estate professionals? Well then, the Creative Real Estate Lunch Club is the place to be. They meet every single Thursday in Denver. This goes from noon to two. We'll leave the links down into today's show notes. So if this is your true passion, I'll see you there. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. All right, welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams. I'm a creative real estate specialist. I don't need to use my own money or credit to get deals done and neither do you. If you want to learn how to buy properties the same way, you've come to the right place. I've done single family, multifamily, tax deed investing, private money lending, apartment syndications, fix and flips. And instead of using my own money, I've done it all by offering value to those who want to invest their money. Today is Meetup Monday, part two. And I want to tell you exactly why I started that meetup in the first place. Brand, brand, spanking new to Denver. And I'm trying to think of all the ways that I can strategically put myself in front of more people. Many of you may have thought, oh, it's easy for Adam because he already had a big network before he started this meetup group. That's not true. I actually knew nobody and I was barely getting back into real estate investing at the time. So here, let me give you a little bit of history. Back in 2005, I did my first tax deed. I did that with none of my own money, none of my own credit. Then I, uh, a couple years later, I did a, an, a multifamily apartment building. I would have done this with my own money and credit, but the problem was that the banks weren't letting me qualify for a loan. This was at the end of 2008, right after they were getting rid of state at loans, right? Now I can't qualify. And you know why? Because I had a brand new uh, entrepreneurial endeavor. I was making 20 grand a month, but for some reason, they still would not let me uh, qualify for a loan. And that's because I only had one year of tax returns. Anyway, I fly back in from Florida. At the time, I was managing large commercial construction projects. And I decide I need to get back into real estate. That's where the real money is. So I decide that I'm going to do it. I put my heart and soul into it. Um, I do a fix and flip with somebody and it was a bad partnership. So, you know, we need to talk one, one of these days, we need to talk about bad partnerships because they're not fun. But I uh, was able to get out of this partnership. I let them have my cut, which was about 17 grand. I said, you just keep it. I don't want it. Um, I just want out. So I decide how am I going to find people? And I reverse engineered the whole process, guys. And this is what I'm trying to share with you. So you remember we were talking about the snowstorm? Well, if I wouldn't have shown up that day, I don't know if I would have had these two awesome, amazing partners. Guys, last time we also covered how to find giants to fly in on their dime to speak at your meetup group. Remember, we said that we almost have about 4,000 RSVPs a year. The best of the best that I know of don't even have 2,000. So we're doing really, really well. So as we keep looking at some of the things we kind of covered last time on Meetup Monday Part 1, remember we talked about your network being your net worth? It's so true, guys. If you focus on growing your network, you're going to grow your net worth. So we also talked about finding a niche. 
All right, my niche was a lunchtime group, right? So I decided to pick a time where it was really, really hard for everybody else to come. I figured if I did that, I would only get the most serious. And that's worked for me. So my network has grown. And not only that, but it's the type of people that come to that group are more serious. We also talked about consistency, obviously, because I mean, I showed up even in the middle of a snowstorm. I also mentioned last time there was four tips that I shared with Theo Hicks. He's the co-host for the Best Ever Podcast. He comes on on the Follow Along Fridays. So I'm going to slowly go over those four tips plus a couple more with you so that you can increase your network. Whether or not you start your own meetup group, I hope you do. I hope I inspire you to have your own meetup group and, and I help you grow it so that it's huge. But what I promised last time that I would teach you some of these networking styles on how you add the value first. Remember that conversation I had with Theo Hicks? I had to add value to him and Joe Fairless to talk about me on their podcast. So we'll also talk a little bit about increasing retention. And we'll talk about how you're going to reach out to people who wouldn't even normally come to your group the very strategic way that we have to, to reach out to them and get them to want to come to your group automatically. We'll teach you how to become a thought leader in your area and put yourself on the same plane as all those other current leaders. I'm going to teach you how to brand yourself and to add credibility in your network. So before we finish today's episode, let's focus on the four keys that I gave to Theo Hicks that was able to get me onto Joe Fairless's podcast. I'm going to give you this, I'm going to let you listen to this clip right here. And what you're going to find is they're going to be talking about the frequency of meeting up. So this is very important that I share this clip. You got to hear everything that they're talking about because these are the same concerns a lot of other people are going to have when talking about how frequent to have the meetups. And I will have a chance once the clip's over to kind of go over um, them talking about the weekly meetups. And then for, finally, I'll also go through the other four um, ways that you can grow your meetup. Is that Adam Adams? Adam Adams, the man so, with yeah. two first names. And one tip in particular that he gave me was doing it weekly when we first start out. And so I'm not sure if I'll do it weekly or monthly yet. I haven't exactly decided. I, I'm going to have a conversation with the people that attend the, the first meetup. But I was thinking about either doing it weekly at this exact same location or you know, since Tampa and mostly any, mo I guess any cities is so big, I could do some sort of like traveling meetup where I do one meetup you know, in my location and then um, one meetup in like St. Petersburg and then one maybe like in Clearwater, and then one closer to downtown Tampa. Mm -hmm. That way I could do it once a week, but it'll be at different locations. But, but basically just kind of traveling around so I could, because um, from, my, from my perspective, I don't know if people would want to come every single week, maybe just once a month. So that way I'll, it'll technically be once a month in the different locations, but for me, it'll be once a week. Cool. So All right. The outcomes. There you so go. That's what I got going on in my in my business right now. I'm, I'm super excited to be taking all this action and have all these things on the horizon, and I uh, can't wait to update everyone on how how it goes. Yeah, interested to hear how that goes. I've personally been to one of his meetups, and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. All right. So what you heard from that clip was uh, two things. One, as you could tell, Joe Fairless has been to the meetup group, but uh, Theo Hicks never has been. And number two, the thing that I really wanted to touch on is Theo had a question. He said, I don't know if people would want to go every week. 
maybe just once a month. So let's talk a little bit about that right now. I agree that a lot of times people might only want to go once a month and that's fine. If you're doing it every week, you, they have four times the opportunity to be able to go once, to, once a month. So if they have to skip one meeting, you won't see them for two months. But if you have them every single week, you'll be able to see them more and more often. Having the weekly uh, meetings is one of the big reasons why I think people enjoy coming to my weekly lunch club is because, think about it, it let's just say that it takes you six times of seeing somebody to be able to start to feel comfortable enough to do deals with them, to lend them money, or to basically work and partner up with other people. So when we're talking about somebody who has a monthly meetup group, that is six or seven months just if they go every if they go every single meeting. It takes six or seven months for them to even start to work with you. But if you're having weekly meetings, it's only going to take you a month or two for them to start to want to work with you. So I think the frequency is a, it makes a big, big difference. The other keys that I mentioned to Theo Hicks that got me onto that podcast was number two, scarcity. One of the ways that I taught Theo Hicks was if you have, um, let's just say eight people that are coming to your meetup or that are already RSVP'd, what you want to do is you want to set a cap. You go in and you set a cap so that you only have eight, nine, or ten people. So it looks like there's only, you know, it looks like it's either sold out or it looks like there's um, only two spots available. So creating that scarcity, showing that it's sold out, capping your events is is a giant reason to have it. Even guys, if, if all you did was just put a cap of fifty, you know, it shows up differently to people that are looking at the meetup. One way, if you don't put anything at all, it just shows that there's an event coming up. But if you spend the time to actually put a cap on, even if it's 50 for your cap, then the benefit that you'll get is it actually goes in red so that everybody sees only 49 spots left. So that even if it's 49, that still is creating scarcity. So this is a big, big deal. Um, now, when we're talking about Theo Hicks, he actually had, um, he had 11 people that were going to go to his first meetup six days ahead of time. And so he had it capped off at 12. So it showed, it showed that there was only one spot left. What do people feel like when they see that there's only one spot left? They're like, oh crap, I have to hurry and grab that spot. So guys, this is something that I've been doing for a long, long time. Back when I was small, like even having 11 spots uh, there. Even back then when I was, when the group was very, very small, I always capped it. You know, what's always done is always created scarcity for uh, the people that look at it. So nowadays I have 175 people RSVP to one event, actually 176. So we have one on the waiting list and I have it capped at 175. And still people are like, oh, I want to go. I want to go. This is a huge thing. So number one, frequency. I suggest weekly. Number two, scarcity. Create the scarcity. Show that it's always sold out. Cap your events. Um, and number three is direct messaging people that are in similar groups. So I suggest having a, a wide variety of different types of meetings that you'll have. And with the, that wide variety of, of types of meetings, what you'll do is maybe you'll have the best wholesaler come and speak at your group. Then you go in and find other wholesaling groups and you private message, you know, 50, 60, 30 people. And you say to them, hey, did you know that this big name is coming uh, to speak on wholesaling? 
I bet you want to go. Would you like me to send you the link? Now, it doesn't look like spam because you literally are asking if they, you, they would like you to send the link. So they might say, sure, yeah, I'd love to go. That guy's great. I, I've been wanting to see him. Uh, what's the link? And they appreciate you. Now, if you just send them the link and say, go to this thing, they're going to ignore your message. Okay, so direct messaging people in other people's similar groups to yours to show them what's happening in your group. So that is number three. And number four, final, before we get off this podcast today, uh, we'll talk about let's tell your group, always tell your group what you're doing. You want to communicate with your group better. So there's a lot of ways to do this. Number one, that is sending them an, a, a meetup email. So send them an email through meetup, constantly letting them know what's coming up and set, showing them pictures of what has happened. So stay in contact with them. Now, with that said, is what you'll do is when somebody RSVPs, you're going to PM them or private message, direct message them immediately once they RSVP and say something like, John, I'm excited to see you at the meetup. Do you need any information before that happens? So you want to leave it with a question. People are more likely to respond to you if you have a question. If you just tell them something, they're either going to think it's spam or they're going to ignore it completely and forget about it. But you create the engagement when you private message somebody who just RSVP'd that says, John, I'm excited that you're coming to see the wholesale person. Have you heard of them before? Question mark. Whatever it is, you want to private message them. This is all with communicating with your members. While you're at the meetup, um, that event, you're going to tell people what's happening next. You're going to say, great to have you. We're actually having a really interesting meeting next month or next week where we'll learn from this person on this subject. So, again, the four tips that I told Theo are how frequent you do it. I would go as frequently as possible. Number two, create the scarcity. Number three, direct message the people in other people's group to show them what you're doing. And number four, always communicate with your own group, telling them what you did, what you're doing, show them pictures, help them create a visual. So let me give you just a little bit of history on this specific topic where Theo had 11 people coming to his meetup group. And he actually, and Joe, uh, Joe Fairless was like, hey, I'm, I'm worried because the people aren't paying money, so they're very likely to drop out. But Theo was following my advice by private messaging everybody that was RSVP'd, saying I'm excited to see you. He was following my advice by always showing the scarcity. People are more likely to go to a meetup that's sold out because they feel like they barely got in. They feel, um, so anyway, he did all of these things. And Joe was curious if this actually happens. But um, the end result that you guys should know is that Theo Hicks had a full house on that day of his very first meetup. He had 11 people and at least I think it was 11. Whatever it was, it was full. Everybody showed up. And uh, the, the best part about that is um, 11 people at your first meetup is legit. So you can see why it's extremely legit. You can see why if you follow these things, even on your very first meetup, you're not going to be all by yourself. Now let's couple this just with what we said last time, consistency, show up. Because what I've known, noticed is a lot of other meetup group organizers say that they only have, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, whatever RSVPs. So they decide not to do it at all. Once your members 
try to go to one of your events and you cancel it last moment, they stop trusting you immediately. So even if you have one person RSVP'd, you keep it going and you show up. And even if you're the same person, just bring your laptop guys and do some emails. It will not be a waste of your time. You show up on time every time. Great. We have a lot of other information that we're going to be able to cover on the on next Meetup Monday. So be sure to tune in to next Meetup Monday and I'll get you some more actual steps, not just these four, but I'll give you a couple more that are actionable and that will change your life as far as they will change your business. Okay. And the most important thing is that we're going to go over the, the part of networking where you go in and you shake hands with people, I'm going to tell you what to say, how to say it, to make people keep wanting to come back to your group. So without further ado, I'm going to let you go, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. If you got value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, think outside the box.